0: A young woman claims that she has been raped by her father, but without proper evidence or DNA evidence, the father is cleared. Next thing you know, the daddy's dead. This is twisted. Lauren North SBU podcast. Listening to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU broadcast, where we recap past episodes of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Every episode contains a plot twist, and one person is gonna bring you the breakdown, give you some trivia, and give you some get featured guest stars. So buckle your seatbelts. You're going to be lit, now listening to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast, hosted by Brian Rose. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? This is um, Brian Rose, or you can call me BD Rose, and you're listening to the Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast. And you know it's cold out there You know what I'm saying though And um, you can listen to them And our show you can listen to to us On Spotify Or Anchor FM which we call it though So um, How how was your weekend And um, It is cold out there You know what I'm saying Even temperatures were like in 25 degrees on a Saturday Something like that though Hmm. My goodness though I ain't go out that much anyway. You know what I did though, you know. I um, I went hanging out with my friends, you know, and um, and I made some lasagna with some spinach. Oh yeah, by the way, um, have you been watching the NFL playoffs? I want to tell you this: Tom Brady got his ass in home yesterday. I mean, him and the Bucks they got lost to um. I think the Rams and shit like that, though. I mean, the Rams, though, though they, were, they were blowing the Bucks out. And then Tom Brady, his crew, came back and tied the game. But, you know, in the last second, you know, the Rams won the field goal. So Tom Brady, his ass is finished. Oh, yeah. By the way, the Kansas City Chiefs, though, they moving on to, the, the, you know, the championships, the NFC championships, something like that, though. I mean, it was like a thriller the game, you know, Kansas City and Buffalo. Then the game went into overtime, and Kansas City had won. But the bad news is, you know, Aaron Rodgers and um, – was it Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, though, they sent, got sent packing. I mean, I the mean, other team, the San Francisco, made a game-winning field goal, and it's like a thriller. So, you're not going to be hearing from Tom Brady in the Super Bowl anytime soon. So – his career is over. And I'm not a Bucks fan. I'm a New York City Giants fan. You know what I'm saying, though? So, I spent the time watching football, and I recently was watching the latest episode of Euphoria. It got Nate's dad's backstory, how he's a secretly uh, gay, but I ain't going to get into that, though. I'll tell you, I mean, Euphoria is like a trip. You know what I'm saying? If You are getting high on weed and shit like that, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about, like, Cypress Hill game. I Insane in the membrane, like I'm think I'm going crazy, shit like that though, and um Snoop Dogg, you know the Chronic, Dr. Dre, the Chronic and stuff like that though, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I mean there's teens going wild, man, you know, I'm not talking about girls going wild Where these white ladies be flashing their tits and stuff like that though. So, anyway, so let's get into some Long order news. I got some good news, y'all. NBC just released a 15-second promo of the revival of the original Law & Order. And, yeah, yes, Jack McCoy is back, though, man. At the beginning, he says that, yeah, he mentioned something about being a hero, something like that, though, and winning and all that stuff, though. And then you got clips of the... The new ADA, some I think it was some I forgot the girl's name. She's like a woman, woman of color, something like that, or Arab, really, um Arab or Pakistani. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, yeah, and they got um Jeffrey Donovan as a cop and um Hugh Dancy. And what happened to Anthony Anderson? He's not even in it though. I mean, they're just showing um. McCoy and the new cast members and stuff like that, including um, Mr. Byrne knows himself, Jeffrey Donovan and Hugh Dancy, and a lot of people on social media is praising like McCoy is back, McCoy is that is back. You know he's the gold and all that stuff. So, I mean a lot a lot of y'all they so hyped, they excited to see the Lauren oil revival. You know, I mean I'm cool with that. You know, I mean I'm I'm cool like Fonzie. You know what I'm saying? So now. So it's still a 15-second clip that's spread on social media and even NBC promotes, so you have to wait, like, another month for Revival of Law and Order. And I've seen the latest episode of SVU when the boxer there got assaulted, and next you know is he's coming out. And everything goes on to, like, um the boxers that had, like, a secret life or whatever, something like that, though, so it's crazy. Uh, everything is being exposed and revealed and stuff like that. Feels like you're I'm on the National Acquire and shit like that. Uh, do y'all do y'all remember reading the Acquirer or Star Magazine? Nowadays you can't even find that on the stores anymore though. I mean, they give out a lot of dirt. Right now the only dirt you could listen to is TMZ. You know that that little 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 um what do you say, little um the Tony Harvey Levin and stuff. I'm not I'm not gonna say like a, a like a some a sweet pie. Like I, I don't want to get to that though. Okay, so um, right now, well, we're gonna be going to season three of SVU because I already broke down the episodes of season two of Lauren the Order SVU. But I mean, the right now we we're gonna discuss the third season right now, right? And right, check this out. There's gonna be some changes on the series though. So you gotta listen into it though. But I'ma tell you this though. So I mean I was gonna tell you that um season three was probably spilled sometime during the spring two thousand one and um and somehow they shot the episodes early because of a of a upcoming writer's strike. Spoiler alert I just say, I mean, they shot season three early. Like I said, they shot season three early because, because of the they was threatening with the writer's strike and then they want to shoot these episodes in advance but that luckily that didn't happen. Spoiler alert! I mean, I remember it. back. I remember it. I mean, they had to do gold production early, something like that though. So, the writer's strike never happened and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think they did the same thing with the other show, Mad TV. You know, like trying to get shows in the can just in case of the riot strike but which that which that did not happen so and um, next thing you know is that um, 9-11 happened and then things just started to change you know so let's get to the episode Alright um, this is um, Law and Order SVU Season 3 Episode 1 Called Repression, and it aired on NBC on September 28th, 2001. And um it was written by Marilyn Osborne and it's directed by Henry J. Bronstein, you know, some of the sopranos, stuff like that now. Now, before I get to the episode, right, the season premiere is this season premiere premiered after 9 11. Now, It made some minor changes on that show. So um, before I get to the episode, I wanted to let you know that what happened on September 11th of 2001, the World Trade Center was hit by two planes, and uh, both of the planes went down. And I'm saying America was under attack. I remember that time I was at work at that time, you know, in the morning, and I was in a... I was at, at working when I heard the news that the Twin Towers got hit by the planes and then a bomb went off, something like that, though. And um, I even went to the cafeteria and I, I looked out the window. I saw that the towers, they was, like, gone. And I seen one of my coworkers, they was like, crying over this, though. I mean, it was assist because he said that the Twin Towers are gone. I mean, New York City was under attack at that day, though. So... Well, I've later found out that they say it was they blaming on Osama bin Laden. But the truth is, I think that uh, Bush Bush Jr. and um, the rest of the government, they set that all up to bring in a new world order. You, you, say I'm against, you can say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but that's the truth, though. It, 9-11 was an inside job, though. It had nothing to do with bin Laden. So they set this shit up a new world order so and it is targeted that the bush union was responsible to bring down the towers though it was an inside job because they wanted to set up new world order man and that's what's happening here in this country right now i mean everything is like a new world order to them even when you know they got the um, this thing out though but i'm not gonna get into it though so 9-11 changed everything here in new york city and even the rest of the world and because America was under attack, so they got this little war on terrorism. I mean, they sent the troops over to Afghanistan and shit like that, though. And how um, and I mean, they didn't do nothing, though. I mean, they was there for nothing. I mean, for 10 years of a war or something like that. I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, like I said before, I mean, 9-11 was an inside job, though. It had nothing to do with the Arabs or Bin Laden or nothing like that, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. I'm just telling the truth. That it is, though. All right so um let's get back to the episode so um before the show started uh, there was like a 911 introduction or disclaimer and from the narrator saying that on September 11th 2001 America was under attack and then they say that the producers of Law and Order wanted to congratulate uh, the the EMS, and normal working people was truly being an American so that was like the special nine eleven 11 narration that lasted only, like, a few episodes, not only on Law, Law & Order SVU, but the original Law and & Order, and they probably did it on this new sp- what, spinoff called um, Law & Order Criminal Intent. Because at that time, and in, in, in the 2001-2002 season, though, Law & Order added another spinoff, which is called Law & Order Criminal Intent, with Vincent D'Anfrio in it, though. But we're not going to talk about that show because this is SVU territory right here, though. So I just want to let you know that Dick Wolf had three Law & Order shows. First was the original, then uh, SVU, and back then there's this new new spinoff called Criminal Intense. So you got three Law & Order shows on NBC at that time back in 2001, though. And... Speaking about three, it's going to happen again in like, um, next, late next month where, um, they're going to be having, when the original Lord order is going to be coming back and it's going to be followed by their two spinoffs, Special Victims Unit and Organized Crime to make it a Lord order Thursday. So history repeats itself. All right. So, um, now, uh, let's get to the episode. Okay. Um. This is the cold open, and there's this young woman is coming arriving at the 16th precinct, and she's headed towards the squad room, and then she's just um, standing there from the outside looking at Munch, Finn, and Sable, and um, Benson comes up, and she was like, "Hi, can I talk to you?" And then the lady says that she wants to report a rape, so. So it turns out this woman t- it turned out to be identified as Megan Ramsey, right? And um, we in the office with Benson. Megan talks to Benson uh, about her rape claim, stuff like that, though. And then Megan was like, though, I came in the room. He came in the room one day, and then we talked, and then he just wanted to stop and stuff like that, though. And um, she told him that happened, like, a few years ago. So Detective Benson asks Megan who is that person. And check this out. Megan reveals to her that it's her father. Oh, my goodness. There's like a shock. Thing. That's a way to start a series. I mean, that's like a shock. That's the way to start a series. It turns out that her own father had raped her a few years ago. I mean, when she was like 14, right now she's a mega is like an 18 and all that stuff though so damn you know i mean why she didn't report a rate sooner that's what i find out though now let's get to the opening credits because they said some slight minor changes on it though right now the we're gonna show you the new and current opening credits it goes to show you that the world trade set is not even there it's just a bunch of buildings and shit like that, though, and um, they only, at the end, they had a shot of the bridge, so it's like, they did some minor changes. Like they had to get rid of the, well, they had to get rid of the World Trade Center thing after the 9-11. They had to um, change the opening, and then they show you that the World Trade Center is not there. You know what I mean? It's just like, um, they only show b- buildings, but I'm telling you, from season three onward, it's like the current theme. You know, they they don't have the World Trade Center in it, though. But what I found out while I was watching USA, when they had like a letterbox version or like a widescreen, they would put it on um, HD, something like that. The season three intro still had the World Trade Center images. What the hell? The fuck? I mean, that was like some bad editing I mean they used the season two intro for the early episodes of season three just doesn't make no sense I mean on I mean on USA and on my network TV and syndication though they use the season two intro on the early episodes of season three or something like that I mean like the world Trade Standard is still there I mean you know it, it doesn't make no sense. Shit doesn't make no sense, y'all. But I like the current opening. I mean, it's it's the season three. Oh well, however, when it broadcast on NBC, it had the new, slightly new opening, and stuff like that. And they had the image of the World Trade Center removed. So that's like like a current um opening they got right there though. So in the first two seasons though, they had the images of the World Trade Center. But after season, but when season three came, it all changes and shit like that though. All right, so um, all right, so um, after the opening credits, though, we in the um, some another office, another office or conference room, and Benson Sable are there. They're talking to Megan, or her last name Megan Ramsey, and um, she th- Megan tells her that she was raped four years ago, and um, and she's worried about her uh, baby sister Lily. She's like seven years old and stuff like that though. So that was just crazy stuff like that though. And you know, even though a, I mean, if it was if you was raped four years ago, why didn't you come report sooner? I mean, like she was 14, she was probably like scared out of her mind, stuff like that, because maybe because of the, the her father is like a powerful guy and he might do something shit like that though. So, um yeah, so um that was that was crazy and something like that though. So um anyway, um we're in the squad right now and then you see Benson Stable talking to Craig in, and Craig is wearing this um uniform right there. It's like you were like the captain or something like that, and then oh Kevin and he dressing up with like a suit and a white shirt and tie, stuff like that. And Stabler tells him that he's going to his kind of common kind of meeting. And they tell him that Megan's father, he – runs a pharmaceutical company, something like that, though. It's, like, running the family, stuff like that, though. So they also mentioned that um, father, who was, in, who was by the neighbor Evan Ramsey, right? So um, she, um, is, is his wife is, like, um, Mrs., um, she's, uh, his wife is, like, married to family. I forgot her last name. is like, that, though. But they couldn't tell them they, they got to go, go talk to um, Megan's mother and stuff like that, though. All right, so, um, and now, right now, though, we're in um, Megan's mother's house, right? And we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna introduce Megan's mother, right? Now, who, and we have a, who's that girl, right? Who's the actress playing Megan's mother? I've been married to Evan for 19 years, had three children with him. I'd certainly know if he was raping one of them. You've always had a blind spot where he's concerned? Dad, please. All right, uh, that happens to be Amy Irving, and uh, she appeared in the movie called Carrie with um, it was John Travolta, and um, it's a seventies movie, I believe. You know I mean, have you seen the movie Carrie, which this girl develops telekinetic powers? Oh yeah, I think it was was a it sissy, sissy spacek, I believe, that started it. Okay, so carrie is a Sebby's movie starring sissy space and she's like a, play, this plays this girl with telekinetic powers and uh, her mom's a witch and amy irving though she played like a a high school student in that movie and the movie also starred charles volta but back then the days so though he was the star of welcome back Carter. <clears throat> remember the theme song welcome back dreams of your turn around though and she's um appeared in other movies as well and she was like doing this she's also a singer also doing broadway shit like that though <laughs> okay so um she plays or well she plays like megan's mother i forgot her name something like that though so um so i'm just simply gonna say is um megan Ramsey's mama something like that so she's um yeah, and then she was told to talk to business sabler in, in her house and then and you're her for, um, I figure her, her, um, I think it was, um, the father in law is there, something like that. I mean, it's probably Megan's grandfather, something like that. So it's Megan's mother and her, like, birth father, something like that. they talking about, um, Megan and Evan Bess, something like that, though. And, um, Megan's mother also tells the detectives that she's been seeing a seeing the therapist. So best and the stable asked them, they had to come to the station tomorrow, so they have been interviewed and all that stuff. So, they want to find out what what um, this guy of Ramsey did to his daughter, stuff like that, though. And you know the, you know um, Megan's mother's father says that they'll be there and all that stuff, though. Okay, so um, right now, Beth's and Stabler, they go see this therapist, and we have like um, who's that lady? Now, who's the actress that's playing the therapist? Megan came to me suffering from bulimia and depression. What was she depressed about? Eating disorders often signal a deeper emotional trauma. In Megan's case, it was childhood incest. Right, that happens to be Shirley Knight, and she was an actress from from the 1960s and 70s and 80s, and she had film and television roles, and then she um, did some theater along the way, though. And check this out, though. Not only this is this is the first time that Shirley Knight been on SVU, so she will make another appearance in the season five premiere with um that girl Kelly Martin from Life Goes On. So I, we got to call her repeat offender. Yeah. Okay. So um, Benson she passed away a couple of years ago, and she was like eighty something years old and stuff like that though. In Texas, I mean, she was like a actress or something like that, though. So, anyway, Benson is talking to the uh, Megan's therapist, and then she mentioned saying that it was like childhood incest and all that stuff, though. And um, she went, she kept it and she kept it to herself. And then uh, her and her mother was having problems because, I mean, Megan had some anger issues. And then she said that that one day she just let it out and all that stuff, though. So. Okay, so meanwhile, Munch and Finn are at um, Child Mis Admi- Admi- Administration of Children's Services, and they talking to the sister, and then she tells them that's like, um, yo, 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 is it tells them that Megan was, it was uh, brought in when several years ago for bruises, and then and another thing is just that um, Megan. Um, was um had some urinary tract infe- infection because she has been taking too many bubble baths. So maybe they're thinking that her father was probably abusing her. I don't know. And I'm not going to get green slime by it though. I right, so we're back we're in Craig's office and Craig is coming back from a meeting with his uniform and stuff like that though. So um was, like Mr. Ramsey's an incest victim and stuff like that. So and Craig, uh says that he's like a community leader, and then they've made like um this thing called um and he's like has some political connections and stuff like that, so Munch comes in with a background check for Ramsey, and Munch tells us that Ramsey was accused seven years ago for uh, something like child abuse abuse something like that that was um that was the time when Megan was eleven stuff like that though and um So somehow, you know, guess what? guess what? Megan's mother and her sisters are here. So Craig and they had their dad to put them in separate rooms. So right now we have uh, Detective Benson talking to um, the youngest child, Lily. And yo, check this out. We have a before they were famous kind of thing though, right? Who's the actress that's playing Lily? Why is everybody mad at my dad? What makes you think that we're mad? Megan said he was doing bad things. What kind of bad things? I don't know. Louie, does your dad ever do things that you don't like? Hmm. Sometimes he yells and says bad words. What else does he do that you don't like? Nothing. My daddy loves me. That happens to be uh, Sarah Highland. and remember, she will, she's a she's like the future then future some um, then future Modern Family star Sarah Highland. You know, back in 2009, she's going to be playing the, the daughter on Modern Family. And check this out, though, this is her first appearance on SVU, but she will make another guest appearance on a few years later on season six episode so we're not, we're not going to call her a repeat offender yet because i'm doing the episodes in uh chronological or weekly order i'm not mixing it up like some vegetable stupid shit like that though so and sarah highland um, and she's um was a um, star of modern family for get this 11 i don't know i think it was um 11 seasons right in 2020 something like that and um I, so I've seen the show a few times but I'm not really a fan of modern family okay all right <clears throat> now so detective Benson is talking to the kid baby sister Lily and Lily tells Benson that uh, her father never done never done any nasty things to her stuff like that and all that stuff though I mean he's he crying stuff like that though so meanwhile mean office um Stabler is talking to the other sister, Lily. No, 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 excuse me, not excuse me, Jodie. Say, excuse me let, me, let me back myself. Let me clear my throat. So um Stabler is talking to um, Megan's other sister, Jody, and she's like 14, 15 years old like that. And yo, that girl looks familiar. I mean, she's, this is actress, so she played a gymnast in the season two episode. Sometimes he goes to a room at night and I hear crying. He still gives her baths. With the door locked. And a few nights ago, I, I woke up in the middle of the night to get a drink of water and. I saw him changing Lily's sheets. She was crying in the corner with her bottoms off. Dad was acting weird. He said she wet the bed. Oh what? She hasn't went to bed since she was two. Okay, um, you got um, Megan's uh, Megan's mother. She was like, I don't believe this, though. And right now, she's trying to get it, and her husband is like, um, her, her husband had done such a things, though. But check this out. That her husband is out of town somewhere in Baltimore so not now ba- well he's probably out of town so so holding they they're not sure they got evidence of what you'd call it like that though so them so however though i mean um, we in the hallway and then um Megan was her mother and uh, they had like a falling out that there was because her mom her. Um, so Megan was bad at her for some time now. I mean, they just like not speaking terms. Next thing you know knows that uh, Megan tells um his mother that uh, his his daddy raped her and she didn't tell him she didn't tell her sister or stuff like that. And then they had a hug. So, then, so um, Megan's mother asked, you know, they get like a search warrant and they'll do it right away. So we in the, um, the Ramsey's apartment and we are there in the bedroom and uh, the, te- the detectives though they discover like kitty porn and um girls under men's underwear underneath the bed and stuff like that. And here comes Mr. Ramsey. He is coming home. Now, that guy looked familiar. I mean, he um played uh, uh he played uh, like a a suspect in the Season twenty three, episode called the five hundred episode, and he must have probably aged and something like that though. But well, that's the guy, that's the actor that played Mister Ramsey. I forgot his name, but he came, it just came in there, and then he was like stunned. I mean, his own family's turning on him, and they looking at him, and, and it's not not so good though. And uh, he just, he just, he just came back from out of town and discovers that he. Is suspected of raping his daughter Now so That's the end of act one So in act two where this um Mr. Ramsey is being interrogated He denies raping his Daughter or something like that he was out of town though He didn't kill her so It's it's like um And then Vincent Sable is just grilling him And stuff like that though I mean And um and You know Mr. Ramsey no you know Evan Ramsey, saying that it's all in the mind It's like um uh, He 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 loves his daughters no matter what stuff like that though. So, and uh, later on in the hallway, you know, uh, Mr. Ramsey runs runs over his wife, and his wife confronts him and she hits him too. I mean, shoves her stuff like that, calling him a bastard and stuff like that. Like um, like he really did does those things. And then, Mr. Ramsey asks his wife, "How can you do? How can you do such a thing? How how can you make such a thing like that? I didn't do nothing though." Wife is crying. I mean, she believed that her man is a rapist. And she's crying like that, though. Okay, so we had an arraignment, and Mr. Ramsby is being arraigned, and then he gotta get locked up, and then and they post to bail for him, because and then it's like, um, damn. I mean, it's not, it's no good. I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, he's, he was out of town, and then and, and they say, you know, he, um, she and then her daughter made a claim like, years ago, and like, the statute of limitations is now almost almost up. So that happened like four years ago. So Mr. Ramsey being arraigned in court, and they the be able to separate him. So um, we're at um, Mr. Wong is talking to uh, Lily inside the children's room while the um, Benson Sabler and um, her mother watch, and um, they discussing about Mr. Ramsey and stuff like that though. So. And Mr. Wong comes out and tells him that that lead didn't give him any nothing. They nothing. Anything. that not not a zero, something like that. Cause they want they want they wanted evidence to see that uh, Mr. Ramsey abused his baby little baby daughter or something like that though. So Wong was like, it's a slow dance. I had to follow the lead. Okay, now we're at the crime lab and much as Finn is talking to this guy that looks and he looks familiar. Just, this is this is a who's that guy kind of thing, right? Now, who the that actor that's playing the dude at the crime lab? DNA analysis matched hair and fluids in the underwear to Evan Ramsey, but we found nothing in the bed sheets or Lily's nightclothes. What about the pictures? Even with ninhydrin, we couldn't raise any prints. In other words, we got a big fat zero. Yeah, man, yeah. That happens to be actor Tony Sinega, and. He appeared on New York Undercover playing Eddie Torres' brother, man. And I used to watch New York Undercover back in the 90s, back in the days, man. They had the first black and Hispanic men as cops, partners and stuff like that. And it was a hot show, man. It was all that until Fox tried to mess the show up by bringing in a white cop in it. And other than that, though, they had to get rid of Michael DiLorenzo and uh, Patty Darwinville. And they brought in, like, two Tolkien White folks and um, Tommy Ford from Martin here, over here to ruin the show for, for the fourth and final season. And Fox was like, they just canceled New York on the cover just like that, though. Shit. Now, anyway, um, so t- Jose Snega played, like, a a, Eddie, a priest, and um uh, he's Eddie Taurus's brother and all that stuff though. So anyway A- anyway, so Munch and Ben are at the crime lab and um and the lab dude, is Eddie or Taurus's brother tells him that there's no DNA evidence and the bed sheets is no is nothing. So however though, he- they show the computer and they show like the the bed sheets in his house and Somehow they're just lying below the picture and they got the date so it says February 13th. So Finn looks like suspicious because they know that um, Evan Ramsey was out of town on the 13th. So we at the Ramsey's apartment and these um feds, um, they're confiscating their computers and uh, Mrs. You know, uh, Megan's mother, in other words, so she's like computer illiterate though. Cause uh, they want to find out about the date and who, who made the, uh, co- made who who made copies and then who was using the computer and all that stuff though. So they don't know about that though. So turns out that that the, the, um, her and, and they were asking uh, Mrs Megan's mother about Megan and it's, and then uh, she tells them that she quit one of the classes and stuff like that though. And uh, she quits them, and then she spends most of her time in the library. So Benson and Saber go see Megan at, outside of college, and then, and, then she, and Megan tells them that she quit the class and decided to go study elsewhere, and tell him that she had to use the library and stuff like that, though. And Megan, she didn't want to talk to Benson Saber, saying that she's got to be late for class and stuff like that, though. But back Meanwhile, back at the crime lab, Munch and Finn discovered something. So that tells he found out that someone was using his password at the school, at the college, and stuff like that. Though, so um, there's gonna be suspicious because you know Ramsey's out of town, and probably someone else in the family must have used the guy's password, and, and somehow the, you know the, it turns out that the um, bed was like Photoshop and it was staged, in other words, and the underwear and, um, and stuff like that. I don't know what it is though. So we back in the squad room, and and um, Benson and Stabler and Craig are having a walk and talk about. Because they tell them that um, they find, find out what, how, where they get those pictures from and stuff like that, though. So they want to find out if that uh, Megan's therapist knows anything. And Craig was like, is she having, like, walk-ins? So we outside the therapist's office. Is It's like a church. And he, she says something about Megan and stuff like that, though, and she didn't have that much time about that. I mean she didn't give out one percent to the best of Stabler or stuff like that though, and then she had to get she had to she had to go inside for a session Don't worry. so however, though, Olivia just got off the phone and tells Stabler that the pictures were downloaded at the library at Columbia University. Oh, so I know, and then Megan goes there, so they figured that Megan was there at Columbia University at the library, so they they bring they bring Megan in for interrogation, and then Megan just started like crying, saying that he's gonna get away with it, and he has a power and stuff like that, and he's gonna attack her again, and he's gonna kill her stuff like that though, so. Yeah, she's worried that, the, that her father is, is going gonna, gonna to come and terrorize her again, because she says that she was uh trying, trying to plant evidence, uh, trying to have proof. But it looks like this, this is like a setup. I mean, it just doesn't even make any sense and stuff like that, though. So we back in the courtroom right now. Mister Ramsey is there, and um, and the judge decided. There with no evidence, no DNA, you know, and stuff like that, though. There is, there's no evidence that he abused his um, daughter, Megan. And guess what? He is let go. Oh, charges are dropped. And the family is devastated. Later on, we're at the bar. And then the the detectives are talking about the Ramsey case and much Ben, and, um stabler and then all of a sudden, Savler goes, goes on the phone, and after he soon as he got off, he tells him that Evan Ramsey has been murdered, and the look on on um, Mrs. Benson's face is like, "Oh shit!" Uh, now, nah, everyone everyone else is like surprised too. So we're at three. We're in this apartment building, and. Mr. Evan Ramsey is found dead with gunshot wounds, and more is there examining the body, stuff like that, saying that the, he was, um, his body was in vigor for a couple of hours and all that stuff. So, and outside the window, you tell is there were thunderstorms out there. So, yeah, that's some bad shit right there. So, then next thing you know is that they meet like a witness, and he works with, um, Mr. Ramsey. And, um, and then witness said her, or his, or his coworker tells him that Ramsey and uh, father-in-law was arguing about the business, and and then father father's law was like he Ramsey was taking over the business. It's always like a, fina- a dispute or who's good about the business and the financial stuff like that though. So they go best and goes go see um, you know um, Ram- Ramsey's father-in-law, you know Megan's mother, you know her. Met or the grandfather, something like that though. I don't know what it is though. So, um Megan's grandfather, you know, he they he says that um Benson Stabler tell them that Ramsey is dead. And um all right, so this guy is his name, he is um I let me let me he is identified as um Mr. Shoemaker or some shit like that. Um trying to I'm trying to think it, trying to get into my head, alright? Now. Alright, so um. So, so, okay, so he said he would like to buy a drink who for the guy who did him, something like that, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got name, Mr. S- I got the guy's name. He's Mr. Sutherland, right? And um he's He's not surprised that Mr. Ramsey is dead, though. He said that he wanted to hook the guy up with a drink to thank him for it and stuff like that, though. So they ask him if he owns a thirty-two caliber gun, and he says yes. So he goes to the cabinet and he shows him. But Mr. Sutherland discovers that the gun is gone. So Mr. Sutherland is being interrogated, and, and yo, and then he, yeah, he don't know who he doesn't even know who got the gun and stuff like that though. So later on in Craig's office Benson stables talk to Craig in and in, and sometimes some of these there are holes in the story because who had the possession of the gun and stuff like that though. So the what do you do? They go back to the crime lab and they examine the gun. Turns out that um I mean, I guess mean, it was used someone someone in the family probably used it or something like that. I don't even know about that though. Now, next thing you know is that, um, Betsy's stay a little confronted Ramsey about Megan and the Jody and, um, Evergreen Lily and stuff like that, though. So, and she doesn't even know anything about the the guns and stuff like that, though, because they want to find out the, who took the gun and then who used the gun that, that shot Mr. Ramsey. So she didn't even know anything about that because she, she was saying that the girls were home at 9.30 and that was the time that Mr. Ramsey got shot. So we're at the squad right now. Turns out that Megan was making calls between 9.30 and 10 p.m. on the night when Mr. Ramsey was killed. And Craig was like, it looks like um, Megan's story just sprung a leak. Looks like Megan's been lying and shit like that. So I don't know what it is, though. So we're at four and much been talked to the housekeeper and they mentioned something about the um, Megan, about the Megan and Jody, stuff like that, though. So, however, they discovered that um, Jody has been lying. So Benson Stabler talked to Jody and um, her the mother and uh, her, the, her mother, and they noticed that Jody has been lying and stuff like that. And mess Saber wanted Jody to come clean, so Jody says daddy wanted to talk to Megan and stuff like that though so and um they, they wanted to strain things out and stuff like that and try to try to reason with each other though and uh, Jody told him, her, her mom that they lied and stuff like that though, and um it said that her and Megan wanted to, her and Megan they wanted to see their father, so that's what it is. So we outside of college again, and best to stay and talk to Megan again, and about the lying and stuff like that though, and they suspected she killed her dad, but she, Megan didn't want to talk about that though. So later on, we we're at the therapist's office though, Megan's therapist mentioned something about intense therapy, something like that, like in the special, it's some special shit like that, I mean, something like that though. So. Later in the squad room, Dr. Wong says that it's a thing about like false memory syndrome and then they say yeah, for something like a something to drink with and something like that. It's doing an exam and, you know it's like analyze and stuff like that. I mean I'm not into like the I'm not talking about analyze this with the movie with um what's his name? Robert De Niro and uh Billy Crystal. I mean, I'm not trying about analyze this. I don't know what it is though. But however though they the detectives discover that Megan is a virgin. Oh my goodness. Megan's a virgin. Oh, that is a twist right there. Meg shows you that Megan has never been raped or assaulted by her father. I mean, yo, that is some strange shit though. Now we're in Cabot's office and then Cabot says that Jody needs to testify. So, um, and because, um, they would find figure out if Megan pulled the trigger because I mean Jody is like Jody is like the witness to see what happened to Megan's father, so she needs to come clean and all that stuff. So later on, we're, soon we're, later on, we're at family court and Jody's there on the stand, and then all of a sudden Jody drops a bombshell. She said that she shot her father, but it was an accident, so it wasn't even Jody anything like that. Like that, so. There is a twist coming on about this though. So yo. And then the next thing you know is that um later on Cabot is confronted by the, um you know for for her, from her some some ADA or something like that, or superior stuff like that. Now who's the guy that's playing as the uh the district attorney? The One counselor. Don't rely on potential defendants to make your case to the grand jury. Judy wasn't a defendant. She was a witness. And without her testimony, we couldn't put Megan at the crime scene. It never occurred to you she might confess to protect her sister? We questioned her a number of times. Her story never changed. Until you gave her immunity in exchange for her testimony? Her immunity doesn't extend to cover perjury. Perjury? What if she's telling the truth? You just freed a 15-year-old killer. All right, that happens to be actor Ron Liebman. And he appeared in TV and films and stuff like that though. I mean and this is the first time he appeared on SBU, though. He's gonna be appearing in a couple of other episodes during season three. So we're gonna call him like a repeat offender. Repeat offender. Okay, so Ron Lieberman, he plays this um ADA. Um, he's not pre he's not he's not pleased that they're gonna let let go like a 15 year old killer or something like that though. So he already spoke to the DA's office and he wants Cavett to fix this mess and all that stuff. So that means, you know, that, um, they had to bring Jody in for, for the truth. So we're in uh Cavett's office and Jody comes in with her mother, you know, Mrs. Sutherland or, or the girl from Carrie. So they want her to come clean. So Jody says that um, they went to her and Megan, they went to see Dad. Megan wanted to go up first, but Jody she didn't want to see her go upstairs alone. So she went along with her, and the next thing you know is that um, she tells him that yeah, Megan was shaking, and all of a sudden, that um, there was. Megan and and Mittner did that father was arguing and then what happened was that uh, Mr. Ramsey was shaking his daughter and all of a sudden her purse fells out fells out and a gun that was right there comes out. So Jody grabs a gun and picks up the gun and um Jody tells her dad to leave her alone and the uh, father keeps on yelling and yelling and um next thing you know he was staring and Jody had the gun so when um Mr. Ramsey tries to reach to the gun, though. There was, a, there was a quick struggle, and he is shot. And Jody said it was an accident, though. I mean, he didn't mean to kill her father or anything like that, though. So, she Jody said that he wanted her dad to stop hurting Megan or, or Lily, something like that, though. But, it. It, I mean it's, I mean he didn't abuse them like that. the gun went off accidentally. That's all it is though, and you know the later on we're in uh Kriegen's office, and then she couldn't believe what just happened though, and she can't believe that her and her rest of the family turned their back on him, thinking that he was thinking on the father thinking that he was uh a sexual predator or, or something like that though so and she also mentioned about the therapist is giving Megan like, lies and stuff like that. So, it's like analyze that it's therapist. <laughs> so I mean, uh, so, Dexie you know, and then um, Megan's mother or Mrs. Sever was like, "How many lives she gonna be ruined though?" So we in the therapist's office, and then um, the therapist is recording something. and Then Cabot walks in, and then the therapist is like. I'm busy right now. Can you make can you make it like another appointment? However though, uh, Mrs. Caffey gives her a subpoena because of, cause of, of some d- d- the dumb shit that she done though. And <laughs> yo, and they, they, it, it's about the family. So next thing you know, Mrs. Fairfax so the sees Benson Stable looking to her files and then she quickly gets up and, and just races to them saying, those records are confidential. And next thing you know is that um, Benson Stable they're going to charge her with um the the murder of um, Evan Ramsey and next thing you know, they're gonna, they're gonna be, She's be charged with malpractice, and on top of all that, though, she's gonna be suspended, fired, suspended, fire to further notice during the investigation, and then they're gonna take away her license and stuff like that, though. So, and Vince was like, "This is a day you'll never forget," and the therapist is like, shock and disbelief. Fade Black, end the episode. <laughs> Alright, uh, that was such a good episode. Started out the third season of SVU. And, um, there, I left out a lot of stuff and stuff like that, though. It's like, um, right now, this episode aired after 9-11, like I said earlier. So, um, I'm just gonna tell you about what happened on September 11, 2001. Okay, so you already know that two planes hit uh, the Twin Towers, the World Trade Center, right? One plane hit the hit the building, and another plane hit the building. So, and the next thing you know, that the, the both Twin Towers they fell, you know, and then another plane was hit hit the, some the Pentagon. No, not there was another plane that was supposed to hit the Pentagon, but however though it crashed landed somewhere in Pennsylvania. So there was attempting to um, no no, your plane did hit the Pentagon and another plane was gonna hit like um somewhere, something like that. I don't know what it is though, but America was under attack on nine eleven though. Right, cause you know, every, before that everything was okay. You know, you got Jay Z had a song out called "H to the Izzo, B to the Is and then you got the that's these child or they still blowing up like the Bully licious. and that was before Beyonce went solo, and NSYNC got like got a new album called Pop, and they were talking about Britney Spears, Christine Aguilera, and all that shit, man. I mean. It got groups like Sum Forty One and um, I forgot the name of it. Sum Forty One. I don't know what it is though. That was everything was fine before September Eleventh, and all of a sudden, America was under attack. The, the planes hit the Twin Towers. The Twin Towers went down, and um, and the plane hit the Pentagon. And the other uh, and another plane was supposed to hit in Pennsylvania. It was orchestrated. It was a setup. But you know what I found out, though? They didn't put no bombs on the damn they, they didn't put no bombs in the plane. Because at first, though, they blame it on Bin Laden and the Arabs and stuff like that, though. But when they did a background check and investigation, that was all bullshit because there was no bomb on the plane. It turns out that the, the twin, the attack on the Twin Towers was an inside job. Because my theory is that someone planted a bomb in one of the buildings and then, say, use a plane as a damn mirage or something like that. So it's some strange shit going on right here. I mean, I'm not sure, but it's just theory though. And here's my other theory, but it's truth. I know that Bush Jr. was responsible for knocking the towers down. And I don't know. I don't care if y'all get mad about this. I'm just speaking about the truth, though. Because I've been hearing that the um, Baby Bush, Bush Jr. and his administration orchestrated Trent Towers, but I know there there's a reason why. They talk about this new world order thing though. It's all about control, man. So, and that's what's happening right now today, man. It's all about control. new world, world order though. I mean, uh, you could say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm telling you that it's, it's, it's just facts because. A lot of people, they believe, you know, that Bush was responsible for the Twin Towers that it coming down. But so all this propaganda is it's like part of New World Order, man. I mean, everything is a setup. Just like what's going on in the world right now, though. So it is crazy. And then they want to blame it on Bin Laden. I'm telling you, I mean, he, he did a deal with um, the snakes and all that stuff. So and look what happened. They killed him. Shoot. It's messed up, though. But as all this theories going around here, I mean, 9-11 changed everything. It affected the TV shows, including Law & Order, SVU, and The Third Watch, and uh, all the other stuff, though. And um, they got this thing about this, like America, they're going to recover. And then, you know, oh, you know what happened at is That 11 It crippled the subway service. I mean none The number one trains couldn't get to South ferry because the tunnel was caved in, like no one had it in there, stuff like that, and there there was no train trying to get to the world Trade Center I mean it was crazy, I mean people were covering suit, and the worst part of this is the people who were involved with that nine eleven day like the firefighters they were dying from cancer, and they probably got from them toxic fumes and all that stuff though so it's like it's crazy, so. You have to be aware and you have to look at your surroundings what's going on around here right now because right now it's just that this um this whole world is like in panic mode, but but nine eleven I'm telling you, I mean they just it changed everything. So and since they knocked down Twin Towers though, they rebuilt the World Trade Center with just like one little build, tall building, something like that though, so Damn. Uh, so this is, it's, it's, it's happening, man. So you just gotta be aware and just pray that you'll have, live another day. Day, you know what I'm saying? And okay. So that's my time over here. In my podcast, you know, I want to share my nine 11 thing with you. So I'll be back next week with a new episode of twisted SVU podcast. And it's just, Co-written, it's produced, directed by me, and most of the stuff I say is like mostly unscripted. You know, I be keeping notes and all that stuff. All right, so, all right, so um, thank y'all for listening in, and I'll be back with a new episode. And this is this has been twisted. My name is Brian Rose and recorded from my house. Have a good week.